0: The following content has been provided by RWTH, Aachen University. Another uh, kind of analogy we can have, we we first talked about the spatial analogies for good mappings, and now we're on to the second type, uh, perceptual analogies. So they're not quite as obvious physically as the spatial ones, but also work in a similar way. Um, I like to call them the voodoo principle, um, which means you have a UI element, input control or output display, and it really is an imitation of the real thing, the the device or the object or the the situation you are trying to control or or uh, visualize. Uh, An example taken from from the book, um, uh, from Norman's book, is this car seat in a control in a Mercedes Car, uh, where you basically, in the door, you have this tiny little car seat modeled and you can actually push on the various parts of the car seat to move it in the direction that you want your car seat to move. Um, that's a fairly uh, obvious thing to use. Once you see the little car seat and you touch the back and you mo- note your own move- back moves as you touch that uh, you know, little tiny uh, model of your car seat, then uh, it becomes fairly obvious how to use that. So voodoo principle, sort of a perceptual analogy is at work here. Um, We have another example here that I wanna bring up because it recently, a couple years ago, (coughs) um, was a major thing that happened, right? Uh, So let me show you a quick movie here. Um, This illustrates how scrolling and panning work. Um, And you are all aware of these things, right? Here we're moving a scroll bar up and down, obviously uh, very easy. We move a scroll bar right and left, and everybody knows what's supposed to happen, right, with the scroll bar. Now, uh, if you take, on the other hand, um, panning, uh, this is the panning interaction. Again, we have a picture here of, uh, uh, of the same content. We have got a little hand, and we move the content around with panning. So, both interactions are there today. Uh, you know, whether you use a mouse or you use a touchscreen device, um, oftentimes both things are available, and some applications use one, some applications use another one. Um, can you think of any advantages or disadvantages of one over the other? We're talking about this in the, in the context of the voodoo principle, right? So first question would be, which one seems to be more of a perceptual analogy? Which one is more kind of voodoo-like? Yes? Yes. The panning because you grab it and move in the direction it actually moves in that direction. Uh But with scrolling, you have to move the thing uh, down while the website moves up, so it's yes, yeah. If you should you still remember the first time you used the scroll bar, uh, a window with a scroll bar, it was actually somewhat weird that stuff was moving in a direction other than you would first have expected. But it's become kind of natural to us, so we don't notice it that much anymore. But you're right, panning. Is basically the more direct interaction. I take the content and I move it where I want it to be. Uh, so I'm actually interacting with the content, which I'm interested in, not with the viewport. So scroll bar isn't voodoo. Or is it? Maybe. I think it's kind of like the uh, window you have, and you um, move the window down, and mm-hmm. uh, the page stays like the same, although it is uh, worked out the other way around, but it's the window. Yes. The, uh, yes. So so the model of thinking about those scroll bars as sort of a viewport that I'm moving over my content, once you think about it that way, uh, then the scroll bars make a lot more sense too. Um, And while panning still is sort of the more direct voodoo principle because I'm interacting with the content as opposed to the viewport over the content, um, there are two advantages of scroll bars over a panning interface. Can anybody think about those? What are things that panning doesn't support well that, that scroll bars do better? They indicate how much content is left. Exactly. And uh, so you can see from how big the scroll bar is and how big the area is that the scroll bar moves inside, um, how much content there is total, uh, in total to look at. Very, very early user interfaces. We'll see that when we go over the history of UIs later uh, in this class. Um, didn't have that indication. They always had like a little sliding thing that was just a, a square, no matter how much content you were seeing actually for, with Windows and, and also the Mac. That was the case for quite a while. Um, but nowadays, you know, scroll bars indicate how much relatively I'm looking at. So that's an advantage that you don't have with penning. With penning, you don't know how much is there to come. What's another advantage of scroll bars? There's one more. Yeah? I think it's easier for reading long texts because uh-huh why you can go line, for line okay yeah you can move it you can move line by line so you can move a scroll bar slowly well you could also pan slowly right but I think what there, there's something related Ah, you move but you still have a that's a very good point that I actually had not even thought about in in my list but uh, panning actually overloads the interaction with the content with something. Now I have to distinguish from a technical point of view between a, a click and hold, so to say, or click and, and drag versus a simple tap. Uh, that's a very good point. Thank you um, for, for adding that. Uh, we should probably add that to our notes, Philip, um, as, as one of the, the differences. Other things, yeah? Uh, you, in, you see the uh, controls, you have to kind of guess that you have Yes, visibility right Uh, anybody ever been at a website said like that's a crappy website I can't find you know it doesn't have the content I'm looking for and then you almost like accidentally panned it on your iPad You're like oh there's actually more stuff beneath that's become a very um, hip design these days just to put like a meaningless picture in the on on, onto your iPad full screen and then you have to like remember that you have to swipe down to find more content right Um, so that is while it's hip, from a visibility standpoint, it's the worst ever right? because there's no indicator. And you know, just give this to your mom or your dad and they'll be like, well, that's a pretty picture, darling, but what am I supposed to do here? Right? Um, it doesn't have any indication that there is something to come. Whereas, yes, with scroll bars, if they are always visible, which is something that you know Apple lets you turn off these days um, for bizarre reasons, um, if they are visible, as long as they're visible, they indicate that there is more to come. That's a good point. And there is one more thing. Yes? the screen and don't see uh, the, 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 uh, content Uh-huh, content. yeah, so so you are similar to, you know, you're interacting with the content, you might make wrong activations, you're also interfering with the content because it's on the content and it's in, in your way, right? Because you have no dedicated screen space for the control. Uh, wonderful, all these things weren't in my list, but they're they great comments. Uh, yes? You can navigate much quicker uh-huh. if you want to go all the way down, you
1: can just scroll
0: this is one of the things that I find interesting with panning interfaces. Not only do you not know how much there is to come, but also you can't just go to the end in a single swipe. Right? You can throw on most you know, modern like, touch screen interfaces and then hope that your throw was physically strong enough so that you end up at the bottom. But have you ever been doing this on your phone? Isn't that annoying? Right? That's, that's the disadvantage of, of this more sort of direct manipulation interface. Okay, I'm I'm glad you guys have have all these insights on this. Uh, That's a very good indicator. Good. This content was provided by RWTH, Aachen University.